Hello and welcome to the next episode of Lost in Criterion. I'm John Patrick Rotari Dorgan, and with me, as always, is a man who has definitely got some mail that you send electronically with a computer. What would you call that? I don't know. I'm That's... I'm the Adam Glass, and if you guys have any, should, any we should maybe... spitball this? We should, we should brainstorm this. Put some notes in the yeah. uh, in the you know if you're a Patreon, well we you can type it in the comments there. Uh, we really need yeah. to nail down what you call this stuff. Well, it's 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 like mail, but it's it's digital. You send it so with a computer. Maybe, I know that. Yeah, maybe mail D. Yeah, yeah, or the mail. I like the yeah. Digimail. Digimail, or Digimon. They're <laughs> monsters who are your friends that are also electronic. Before we get into the movie this week, I want to talk about our Patreon. It's patreon.com slash lost in criterion. Over there for a dollar a month, you can help keep us going and get some access to some bonus content. We watch a different uh, non-criterion film over there every month. The supporters get to vote on what it's going to be. I put together a list usually. Uh, sometimes I ask Pat for his input on them, but Not usually, usually I don't. Uh, also, I'm open to suggestions, so if any supporters suggest a list, I will gladly use it. Maybe not, uh, maybe not the month they suggest it, but usually, uh, usually pretty shortly. I do have a running list of past suggestions supporters have made in case I ever need one to pull out of my back pocket. Uh, but yeah, we have fun. It's always a non-criterion film. We watch a pretty good variety of films over there. Uh, Choice number five in every vote is always the same movie, and it's always Kazam, the 1996 children's movie starring Shaquille O'Neal as a genie. Uh, we have watched that twice. Yes. It is always a sign that I have made a bad list when they yeah, and they and, and I think they've given up on it too. They the I'm, I'm firmly convinced <laughs> right, that the right, that the Patreon right. have decided like no, we don't want you to watch this anymore because it's terrible. Like we just we don't want to do this anymore. Over there this year, also, we have a running uh, running vote all year of helping us decide on a special 10th anniversary bonus episode where we're going years. to we're going to revisit one of the movies we watched we previously. Should... Sorry, I just hit my microphone. We should, we should rewatch Die Hard. <laughs> the very first that was movie the first we episode we ever did, so there you go. Yeah, yeah, because we did the holiday episode was the first thing that got posted. So, uh, yeah. Why not? <laughs> um, I didn't. I I haven't. Uh, I haven't made it clear that 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 maybe I should say any uh, any holiday episode. Do you want us to read this? I could. Too? I could watch In Bruges again. I really enjoyed that quite a bit. In Bruges was very good. Uh, anyway, um, we have watched a good selection of movies over there. Uh, just it's always weird. Uh, like our earliest one, uh, I remember doing over there was uh, Critters Two, right. uh, but we also watched the original Red Dawn. We've watched. Uh, We've actually watched a lot of Cop. movies over there at this point. Like, how long has the Patreon been going on? I think it's like what, like, are we at like two years now or longer? Oh, than we're that? Uh, we're nearly five years over there. Actually, I don't believe you. You're lying. To Patreon me. bonus episodes. Yeah. Well, they're only monthly, so we broke fifty. When we broke fifty, it was oh, about four and a half. Right. Years, that's right. So. 
in my head I still think of them as weekly too. So I'm like, yeah. oh well, you know, we're yeah, um, yeah. We've got we've done a lot over there that I completely forgot about. Did Did you remember we had a Star Wars A New Hope? Uh, I do remember episode. that because you told me once on an episode that you had never seen Star Wars, and I was like, okay, well, no, I had I or something I had said like that. What was true then, and it's still mostly true. I have seen every Star Wars film exactly once, except for A New Hope. Now I've seen it twice. <laughs> yeah, and we we talked about the fact that like that. Uh, yeah, and and we and did. I never we watched Solo, it. if that counts. But. I did. I I well, we don't need to talk about Solo. It's, it's yeah. fine. I don't know. Like it. People's modern Star Wars is so hard to divorce from fan reactions to modern Star Wars that I my brain I can't do it anymore. Right, I don't. Right. I get it. I get it. We've uh, yeah, we have a lot of fun over there. Uh, they're always themeless. Like uh, we did a Robert Pattinson themeless for some <laughs> right, reason and right. watched Why Good did, Time. Right. Yeah. Uh, what what, <laughs> we, what what are we doing? I don't. What are yeah. we doing here? We did. Uh, <laughs> We did uh, wish fulfillment movies available on Disney Plus, which was a pretty weird specific list <laughs> yeah. that I put together. Well, especially since, um, especially when you consider the fact that like it was very specifically your Disney Plus and not my Disney Plus, right, so right, it's right, like right, all right, movies right. I couldn't get. <laughs> yeah, so we ended up watching Blank Check from that. Uh, but yeah, we've had a lot of fun. Which I mean, my children still too. talk about sometimes. I'm that doesn't surprise me. They they talk about um, that movie not irregularly. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It's uh it's I talk about that movie not irregularly, so it's uh it had some sort of deep effect on it's, children's yeah, psychology. Yeah, it really does. Because when you consider there are other movies that are very specific like we did them, they were on the list, but there's uh, so many other movies that fit into that specific like genre but aren't as weird as well, they're all weird, but they're not right. weird in the way blank check is weird. Yeah. Well, the the rest of that list included Darby O'Gill and the Little People, right. and something called The Secret of the Magic Gourd. I try uh, so still want to see. We need yeah, to... they're not they're not exactly uh, not weird movies either. Right. So, but yeah, we uh, we have some fun. We did a Val Kilmer list. Ended up watching Real Genius. We did a time travel list. Ended up watching Time Crimes, the Spanish movie, which is phenomenal too. Mm, but yeah, that was good. I forgot we about did that. A, we did a list of Buster Keaton films and ended up uh, watching all of them. Yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah, uh, all of the ones on the list. But yeah, so we have a lot of fun, as I said. And supporters get to suggest lists if they want. And usually, if they suggest that list, they can be on the episode if we can work out the timing. Uh, in fact, that Buster Keaton episode supporter Adam Speakerman joined us for, and it was a lot of fun because uh, it's always a lot of fun talking with someone about a movie that they love. Uh, which is something we don't often get to do on the main podcast. Because no, I mean, we do love some pretty, of the movies that we, but a lot of times they're the yes. first time we've ever seen them. It, it has been right, a very right, right. long time since we have watched a movie on the main feed that I, I have seen. Like, yeah. we seem to have Had passed that seen. sort of that, like, back in the beginning, the first couple hundred, I had seen quite a few of them. And then that's that hasn't happened in a very long time. Right, right. Well, that's all the $1. A little above that, at $5 and above. We uh, like to thank those people on air, people who uh, just want to help keep us going a little bit more. Our $5 supporters currently are Chris Otto, Eric Coronado, and Stephen Goldmeyer, and we're uh, very grateful for all of that support. A little above that, we do something that I think is pretty dang special. 
Pat makes a piece of art based on one of the movies we've watched recently. I get that printed up on a postcard, write a little personalized note, and mail that off once a month. Our $10 and above supporters, we also like to thank on air, saying thank you so much to Michael McGrath, to Patrick Yako, to Nina Baljnack, Jason Westhaver, and Adam Speakerman. Yes, thank you. If you want to check out those postcards, you can head over to redbubble.com, search for Lost in Criterion, and they should pop up. Um, yeah, they, along with uh, a bunch of other random stuff. Right, right, right. Uh, yeah. Pat's art is great. Occasionally it gets challenged by Redbubble. And, Occasionally, yeah. <laughs> well, um, but yeah. Sometimes the little copyright bot is very, very, very aggressive. Yeah, yeah. That's just not not good as its job, honestly. Uh, but yeah, anyway. So redbubble.com, if you want to see that or purchase them, actually, you can buy past iterations of the postcard as postcards, as greeting cards, as stickers, or some of them as buttons if the art works out. Uh, Pat doesn't make the art in mind of putting it no, it's on all a button. for a postcard. So, so all of the all of the buttons were my editorial decisions, uh, and uh, you can take that up with me if any of them <laughs> look really like terrible. Start a fight. Yeah. Uh, anyway, again, that is Redbubble.com. Search for Lost in Criterion. And if you want to support us directly, patreon.com slash lost in criterion. Pat, this week, I am very excited. Uh, we are talking about uh, our first movie set in India, actually made by someone from India. Yeah, it's a noteworthy day here. Yeah, we are, we are pretty far into the Criterion Collection, to have that be true, especially considering the number of films we've seen set in India Well, so yeah, far. we're at that weird sort of critical number, right? We're like, do we've seen a fair number, not like a crazy number. We're nowhere near France. I mean, honestly, I can only I can only really think of two. I think it's more uh, like four or five. It's I, probably more than that. I think it's I, around I can think four of or five. Jean Renoir's The River. Yes, And sure. uh, The Archer's uh, Black Narcissus. Uh, Black Narcissus is that the? I think one of that one of them is. Or the yeah. black, uh, or is it Orpheus? Yeah. I don't remember. I don't. No, 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 no. It's not Black Orpheus. That's that's something. My brain doesn't different. work so good no more. <laughs> I'm going to. But there's definitely there was definitely yes, another one. Yes, it's Black ones. Narcissus. Okay, yeah. Yes, so, it's Black Narcissus. Um. So, but I'm fairly certain there have been others because I feel like there were some. We've watched some old timey. I definitely don't feel like there's only been two. Um, right, right, right. But also that that in of itself, even if it were only two, is its own extra level of like what the fuck, right? Like, right. Um, <laughs> right. Regardless, right. like I mean, if it's more than two, it's a kind of like a what the hell is going on here moment because we're talking about uh, like well now we're just what, what kind of weird approach you know that sort of like it's like movies. Ma- Movies in Africa is another thing that we that we encounter. It's like, well, how many movies in you know, huge swaths of the earth that we right, only right, get the right. perspective, the the viewpoint, a very specific European colonial viewpoint of that place. Right, right, uh, and even and even if those viewpoints are are sympathetic, yeah, I mean, sometimes the they're trying to do of, a good job. Like, yeah. I'm not saying that they're in like, but that's still problematic right like that's still like right. not the way it should be and uh yeah i yeah. don't know it it is an upsetting thing to think about and 
this is well. Fortunately, this week we don't really have to think about it. No, we don't. <laughs> well, we can't. I can't help myself. But yes, you're right. Right, 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 right. No, there's no getting out of that shadow within the Criterion Collection, because we are nearly 500 films in, and this is our first opportunity to see a film from uh, from an Indian perspective, really. And that's not to say the river had. Uh, Indian staff that yeah, was, and we talked about was, it at the time, but we still run into the problem is like the, they were integral, and we we talked about it at the time, and there's a lot of like sort of extra material talking about how how much influence they had over the the final product. They still weren't the creator of said product, you know what I right, mean? Right, like right, in the right. end, like right. they weren't really, the ones in charge. It does get down to it. Yeah. So this week we are talking about Monsoon Wedding from 2001. It is directed by Mirin Nair and is written by Sabrina Dawan. Uh, Dawan was a student uh, in the uh, MFA program at Columbia University when she wrote this film. And uh, Nair was her professor, if I know, <laughs> remember correctly. Um, and they, they worked together on this and they worked together on a couple of the shorts that also make up the less, rest of this Criterion release that we'll be talking about in the coming weeks. Uh, we decided to spin those off and divvy them up because there's... I mean, there's enough few, of them to do that with. There's, I mean, enough, basically. there's enough more hours of material right. <laughs> that we don't want to uh, shove everything together. Uh, but uh, both the uh, director and our writer were born in... Uh, India. Um, Nair sort of grew up a little bit everywhere in India. Um, and Darwin was born in London, but raised in India, raised in Delhi. Nair is from a little bit of everywhere, <laughs> from, right. what from what I read. Uh, this is definitely a love letter to a lot of different aspects of Indian culture, I think. Right, um, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of stuff coming together in this movie. Uh, it is the story of a wedding, which is always a story of a lot of disparate things coming together, right? Uh, that's, uh, that's what weddings are. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a fun movie. It reminded me, um, and it's weird given that it came out around the same time. It did remind me a, a bit of Yee Yee. That I, yeah, it did it, me too. And I was thinking about that because like, they're very different sorts of stories in many right, in many ways. Right, right. So really what's reminding us is this sort of like celebration of one's culture combined with and and using a wedding as a, a framing device for that. Um, yes. And I mean pretty different movies, right? But like um yeah, it, that I was thinking about that too because like um I really I like both of them probably for the same reasons in many ways, right? <laughs> Right, right, uh, right, right. Even though they are pretty different movies, and I, yeah, I thought the exact same thing. I was really, huh? Maybe, and I realized something. I was going to bring this up with you is, I think I might just be a sucker for very this very specific genre <laughs> of movie. Like I was like, sort of, I was really into it. Uh, a sort of sentimental family drama in a way, but but well, also a modern a modern take on that genre too right Right, yeah we're like you know there's a lot of things going on here that i that really appeal to me personally like there's the there's the sentimental dramas um combined and yeah the the modernist take but also like 
both of them willing to actually like engage with the idea of conflict in within a family as being a like a normal functional part of a family like yeah not trying to like not trying to treat those as though those are pro like as though that's a a problem with a family that is like that needs to be dealt with like i mean i'm just thinking about like all the sort of if the movies i've seen in my life that sort of fit in the same category where where the the sort of conflict in the family is treated as though it is an abnormality rather than a a sort of like a bug rather than a feature like you know what i mean like families are like this uh yeah and i yeah. i don't know I, i'm a sucker for these kind of movies as it turns out i wonder i'm now wondering like should i just start building a like a sentimental family like wedding drama movie collection or something in my house and just have a bunch of well, them. Well, certainly, I think there there are aspects of the the internationalism of this that's film part of it that too, are also yeah. also true to your family, right? Yeah, that I think that's part of it, and that was and that was kind of true with Yi Yi as well uh, in its own way. Like, there's this even more so though in the fact that like I don't get kicks out of like Lifetime wedding drama movies like at all right, like they're right, not right. they don't find don't find them engaging at all and yeah i think it is the fact that like the, dealing with the ideas of people you love being kind of all over the face of the earth and things like that is is part of it for sure yeah yeah this is you know it's not exactly just a uh indian punjabi uh father of the bride right you right know, yeah and i don't know if i would i don't know how i would feel about that right like that might have right. actually been very boring and not yeah. something i was that interested right. in yeah there is plenty of comedy here and plenty mm -hmm. of drama and it uh it all works um it's all yeah, i mean it works very well i i really i like when i say yeah. like i'm a sucker i really really right. really enjoyed this movie um yeah, yeah no it, it the, the comedy is very well well done it it's a little over the top. It, it has a sort of at times slapsticky elements to it, which is not a negative comment. I just yeah, I, I think that is yeah. that is particularly true of the wedding planner. Yes, that yeah, he is, he is over the top. But and he I'm is a glad he's given a is, sentimental journey yeah. in even in right. and of itself, which right. is which right. is fun. Right. Uh, Doobie is is played by a, uh, a comedic actor who was given room to improvise at right. some times. Like the uh the the phone conversation as he's climbing down the scaffolding. Right. right uh, yeah. Is is all improvisation from him. Uh I him yeah. he is a character as a comedic character is, is is pretty good. He's enjoyable. I I really like the way his his relationship to modern technology is very, very is very funny to me. Like he says yeah. things like, "Was it Y two K com dot or something like that?" Like just, just jumbling <laughs> he, all he the words together. He describes the uh, the white tent as modern, as millennial, as Y two K dot. Yeah, I was uh, like, what? and then what? that's the end of that description. Y two K dot. Um, but yeah, yeah. I mean, this is also this is a movie that is very much about the modern era in India and a clash of cultures, uh, India deciding where it's going to go. Right. Uh, and what it's going to be. And of course we get that overtly in like the, the new show that we see a little bit of that is an active conversation between, uh, conservative forces and more liberal forces talking about, and that show it's itself called Delhi.com. 
right? right? Yeah. Uh, you know, so it's it's its own modern. Well, and its own, and it's, it is also yeah, exactly thing. its own specific that that turn of the century era, modern, right? Where like where they started doing. Do you remember like you remember that era of TV even in the United States everywhere? We're like. Like, oh, the internet's the new thing. And, like, yeah, TV shows had, like, .com in their name. And you're like, what are you right, right, right. What are we doing here? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Telly.com is the, name of a, is the name of a TV show. It's just – I'm sure it I, worked then. Yeah, well, uh, I mean, I, I, I know for a fact that, like, do you not – you, I assume, remember, like, G – was it G4, like, and all yeah. those other stations that were just, like – that had those kind of weird sort of melding of online and 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 TV, but like they could they couldn't really get a handle on it, so it was always just weird and funky all the time. Yeah, <sighs> I mean, that was a beautiful time. <laughs> it's a beautiful time. Uh, I mean, it was probably a lot toxic too. Yeah, no. uh, I I, I say sarcastically that was a beautiful time. Yeah. It was a yeah. nightmare world that we. <laughs> Yeah. We still do. Yeah. I'm not saying we don't live in a nightmare world now. I'm just saying that that was its own Listen, special nightmare. It it was it was just a layer in the building that is our current nightmare. Yeah, world. exactly. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I feel uh, like you probably the, you could probably do a diagram where you you draw a direct line between that and NFTs. I'm sure you could, like, without even trying very hard. Almost certainly. Doobie in particular is uh, a character who is obviously he is poor, er. At least he is not part of this uh, financial boom that might be going on. You know, he is he's of a lower class. He is of a a servant class to to the middle class riches that we see right, in the main yeah. family. Right, he is someone whose job it is to serve them. Um, which is which is a really interesting disconnect in in my life because. Everybody I know in the wedding planning business is oh yeah like yeah rolling no, in dough. Is, <laughs> like, so this is like, actually a very interesting thing because, uh, in my experience, wedding planning for families such as the the Vermas uh, would be, uh, yeah, at least like a seventy k a year. Yeah, gig, no, it's a very lucrative more. business to be engaging. Uh, yeah, a, like, yeah, I mean, I that's I mean, I guess the the margins on what he's doing must just be yeah. so. Right, slim. It's it would really be, hard to imagine, but yeah. to to me, it was kind of indicative of just how tight money is for the Vermas that they're not acknowledging. You know, that's also true. That is a thing the about the movie, right? right? Is they are they are very much in that position of like <laughs> yeah. living this and maintaining this middle class life, but like really barely, right? Just right. barely keeping it together. And to me, it was indicative of that that. They have ended up hiring this guy. Who, I mean, he said he did like 150 or 175 weddings. So I mean, like, yeah, but he's also he's also kind of a scam artist. So yeah, like, that's true. can I mean, we trust that? Can we trust what he said? I about mean, he what's says it to on? his workers who all who presumably know that's him fair. and do work with him. My that's guess fair. is is like what it, I don't know how many of those weddings he planned were for people of the class right, and wealth right, structure right. of the Vermas compared to. I mean, like, yeah. you know, I, apparently he's not making a lot of money doing this. I mean, right. He's making enough I mean, to live, but not a lot of money. To be fair, we do see him do two, wedding, two weddings uh, in this movie. True. And, True. and allusions to at least one more, because right. whoever he's on the phone with while he's climbing the scaffolding is, right, right. seems to be another gig. Yeah, he's, yeah so, he's booking another gig at the same time, yeah. It seems like, yeah. and, his, and I guess it's his mother 
working yeah. as his secretary for this business right, right. too. And admittedly, the other wedding we see him plan is his own, right. which also somehow comes together within two days. But uh, yeah. <sighs> The arranged wedding aspect of a very quick wedding makes sense. Uh, PK and Alice's relationship maybe doesn't make as much as much whirlwind sense to me. As- uh, no, but I mean, I guess it depends, right? Because, like, I, you know, it really does. It all depends, right? Like, it all, everything sort of just depends on what you consider the breadth and scope of a wedding, right? Because, like. I know people here who their wedding amounted to we went to the city office, we filled out the form, which takes an hour, and then when we had a big family am, dinner afterwards. That was the wedding. I am I am not suggesting that a wedding could not be planned in that time. I am pointing out that PK and Alice meet for the first time during the course of the two I, or I three days that, that this movie I understand covers. that. I, I get that. I know what you're saying. I, I think that this movie has presented us with a very specific view on what like marriage and love is right. and can be. And is our, you know, apparently they both really seem to be into the idea of getting married to each other. You know what I mean? Like, they're both yeah. pretty into yeah, it, Yeah, they're both into so. it. Uh, so, so that's good. You know, it is it is the dichotomy within this movie of, of passion and tradition, too, right? Right. Uh, and they are they are a passion that is seemingly working out, and it is that passion that makes PK want to be a better person, right? Uh, and succeed in being a better person. It seems, um, uh, to an extent, at least, uh, in that uh, at least he realizes he's been an asshole to uh, right. to Alice previously, if nothing else. Um, but of course, our main character also has that. Uh, Lilith has that same. I'm sorry, Lilith is the father. Um, Adida also has that same uh, that same pool between passion and right. tradition, and it's that resolves itself interestingly in the movie. And I I do say interestingly to keep from saying something derogatory, uh, because it it turns out that her passion was not equally felt on both sides right uh the the man she was uh passionately in love with was an ex who had been married and well and is and is married like i mean the thing about it is right is that like what we're dealing with is like i need understands intellectually obviously that this is this is a not necessarily unrequited, but fairly that like it's, it is right. fairly one-sided right from the beginning. Right. Like, cause like we see her saying like the first, like within the first like 45 minutes of the movie, like, Oh, like I like with her sister, not her sister, but her, I guess, I don't know what you would call. I don't know what phrase you would use to define, I guess it's her cousin, but like they raised like right. sisters as far as I can tell. Right. With right. Uh, right, yeah, right. 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 Um, so it's almost easier to call her sister really. Uh, yeah, that um, talking about the fact that like, oh, he's never going to actually leave his wife like that has become obvious to her. And so, like, you know, it, it's a, it is a fairly complicated and interesting relationship, like because she is dealing with the fact that like she has to decide to let go of this thing that he's obviously already is obviously also already not that important to him, their relationship, because 
he's not made any commitments to it that are really meaningful, right? So it's 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 really a story about her and not him, right? Like he's the thing that she's just sort of trying to deal with the fact that like it's not necessarily good for her or like something right. she actually wants. So right, yeah, that's yeah. But on the on the flip side, the arranged wedding, they also seem happy enough to be together, right? They, well, that's the thing, right? Is like I mean, this movie react. is is proposing a world like we. It, that is where things get complicated, right? Is is talking about the idea of arranged marriages, right? Yeah. And this is this is a movie where lasting love happens the same way passion happens, and that. Uh, and we're just not concerned about it, right? Well, Which is fine. Yeah, I mean, and that's that's the thing, right? Is that like we we when I I don't know enough about Indian culture, but arranged marriages are a thing that are that still do happen in Japan, and yeah, and the added like it's just right. As Americans, we that is always a very strange thing for us to have to reckon with is the idea that like this is a thing that happens and I don't know. It's no, no, no. I'm not, I'm not taking issue with the, with the arrangedness of the wedding that's cultural and it right. And, and and, but, but like, I mean like, it's with, just the, the way it comes together that Aditi and, and Hermont, do seem to be in love by the end of the movie. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, yeah, that, well, that's where I was kind of going with that, is that I think... This may be a little unrealistic to me. Maybe, maybe not. I, I am don't not, know. Like, I am not saying that they could not be in love. I'm just saying, again, like PK and Alice, the time frame seems a little fast. Yeah, I would uh, say that, yeah, maybe just for the, the sake of, like, good drama storytelling you don't want it to end in still a weird state of limbo where no one's sure about what they're doing when the when the movie wraps up. Well, that's what I was saying though is that like I think I it's hard to say what our director's sort of like mission statement is with regards to a lot of that stuff is. Um and I wonder if part of the goal is to try to rectify mentally the idea of arranged marriage and how it fits into a sort of modern world, right? Like in and that sort of stuff. So it's, it's interesting. It's a, it is a fascinating thing to watch. I like it works storytelling wise. It's It's fucking great. Like I really enjoyed the whole, the, the whole roller coaster ride we go on, uh, with a D, uh, and her journey is, is really quite oh, yeah, yeah, exciting. Yeah, yeah. And like, Oh boy, man, I, this movie, I, I have, we haven't watched a, uh, a we have not watched a Criterion film that actually actively made me cry <laughs> in like a long time. And boy, I cried like four or five times this movie. Man, it is it is yeah. a, it is so emotionally intense. It is crazy. It is very good. It's left me very much looking forward to exploring the uh Yeah. <laughs> the other documentary and and uh narrative features that are on the disc yeah, here me too. there. Because it's very clear that to me, one of her one of her goals with this movie is just to show life and right. many different aspects of that life. We've got a lot going on plot wise, you know, not just the main thrust with Aditi right. and her wedding and, and her, uh, and her lover. Uh, but you know, the, 
the family stuff coming together. Uh, that bastard Uncle Tej. Uh, yeah. <laughs> everything with Alice and and that whole narrative arc on it. That that B plot of of that wedding coming together. And yeah, intercut with just scenes of Delhi, busy Delhi, street overrun, traffic jammed Delhi, Delhi pre dawn, yeah, like a ghost. Uh, the marketplaces, the the quiet tea stalls, the yeah. yeah there's definitely a a, des- a clear desire to like kind of ground this story that is in, in some ways somewhat fantastical, right? Like it is not. It is not. This movie is not realistic per se right like i mean right, right, as you pointed right. out like the, the 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 relationships all come together so smoothly and so quickly um things everything works out at the end like a hundred percent there's no the only the only thread left hanging as far as i can tell is maybe varun and his relationship with his dad is still kind of like pretty up in the air yeah, when we get to it, it's a minor plot point. Like, I mean, it is it we is have, not meant to be like the thrust of the movie, but we um, have seen Varun reject the dancing because of his father, and then embrace the dancing. Right. Yeah. In the end, but like so. Yes. But obviously, there is obviously, and again, another thing that sort of reminds me of Yee Yee is that this is this is a snapshot right, of right a few days. Right. There's a lot else that could happen and a lot of repercussions i mean a lot of things of will, will happen points. it's just a that lot the of way things they, that would have to happen uh, the way they write yeah. it it the way the difference between this and yee yee is that yee yee while narratively the movie sort of comes to an end you can feel those threads dangling off into space like really yeah. hard like they you you whereas this one the way the end is direct and this is not a negative comment the way the end is directed it feels final you, you know what I mean? yeah. even though there's still threads dangling well, off the way it comes to close feels more like i think it's probably because the way the end is shot kind of reminds me of the end of 80s uh 80s like dramas you know what i mean because Where, like there's dancing and there's music at the wedding yeah right it, because- it, it's so final feeling, despite the fact, like, what will this family do about money in the future? Because it things are not, like, I mean, they got rid, like, they had to kick out Tej, who is, in theory, sort of like the financial backbone of the right, maintenance of right, this family. Right. Uh, like, Varun, as we talked about. There's a whole bunch of new, rela- like, there's other new relationships well, that have formed that are really funky. Obviously, and in, have- in severing things with Tej, they will not be able to afford to send Varun to the boarding school. So I guess right. that, kind, yeah, of, that's that true. kind of works itself out. Well, <laughs> um, yeah. Although, but, like, you never know because, like, they have just made a relationship with a whole new family that, like, right. exists in America and could possibly be a part. Who knows, right? right? right, right we right, don't know. Right. That's the point is we don't know. But, like, it just had the, the wedding and all the dancing makes it feel like the end of a of a bad ver. The ending of this feels like the bad version of this that you see on Lifetime. Yeah. It is not the bad version of this that you see on Lifetime, but it has that feel because, like, we wrap with everybody smiling and everybody dancing. Well, that's the, uh, just a couple of weeks ago. That was the ending of uh, The Last Disco. 
Right. That's or the the last the last days of disco rather. Right. I mean, yes, that's true. You know, well, that's yeah, but that's a, that that <laughs> movie is very different than this, obviously. But like, I don't know. I, my point is just that like we know that those threads are hanging off at the end, but like the movie is, I guess, unlike some other movies, this movie kind of feels like you're telling it's telling us, well, don't worry about those for now. We're not worrying about them right now. You shouldn't either, which is fine. Uh. But I guess that is a sort of difference, right? Um, right. We'll we we and you should worry about this later. <laughs> like, it's <laughs> right, kind of right, the, right. it's kind of the. I mean, there's all kinds of like class conflict things that are where they're, they're doing the same thing with, right? Like, Dubey and and his wife are both still like have not up until now been treated of as equals by this family. Certainly not, and probably won't be after. Now, mind you, Dewey is not going to be dealing with his family again, probably in right. future. But his <laughs> wife will be, right? Uh, and they've not treated her as a as a really as an equal. They have they have treated her as a servant, like right up until now. Now, uh, yes, and despite the fact that sort of everybody joins in that wedding celebration, that does not mean that their relationship has changed the day after. Right. That's what I mean. That's that's what I'm saying yeah. is those 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 inherent class conflicts have not been addressed or resolved in any meaningful way. Right, right, right. Yeah. Uh you know, even as uh even as it's the two of them who are basically the only ones who know what to do when the power goes out. Right. Well, I mean that's I mean that's well, the classic. Of course it is the the other cousins who end up turning on the uh well the, the generator, generator but, but yeah, yeah, well, well, what I mean though is, is that I mean that's the classic thing, and I and I do admire this movie for at least talking about that a little bit, like talk, getting into the idea that like there's a bunch of middle class, relatively well, well, at least appear wealthy people wandering around talking about how busy they are, while the actual people in the servant class are the ones doing the actual work. Right, right, like right. The, all these but, people complaining about how busy they are aren't actually doing any work. Right. They're just right. wandering around complaining and yelling at each other about getting things done that then the servant class ends up having to enact and put into right. practice. Uh and the movie does show with, them doing that. Like they do over and over right. and over again, right? Right. With the mild exception that I, I suppose that the Australian nephew is just being treated uh, like a servant. He is being treated, being treated like, like he's, a servant. he's just been yeah. put into the servant class to the to the right. point of being like constantly called an idiot and stuff, like right. treated like right. trash. I don't I don't know where that comes from. I mean that that the one thing I had trouble with in this movie, and it's not a problem with the movie. I probably need to watch it again. Is the issue is it's a little hard to get a lock on all the relationships. They just come yeah. at you so fast, so well, like, hot and heavy that you're like. Okay, so who's who's whose nephew? Who's whose cousin? Who? And by the end, you've got to lock on a, a lot of the major players, right? Like, yeah, but but also Hermont has a line to that effect in the middle of the movie. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't even understand how some of these people are related. Is, <laughs> yeah, is no, absolutely. What he says. Right. It's very, it's very, and and the movie talks about it, and that, and and that's part of the the fun and the joy of it, right? You're right, like, right, right. You, you like the audience presumably is also going like, well, who the fuck is this? Like, why is this right. person on the screen? And what are they doing? Is as, fun. Yeah. Uh, as someone who comes from a very large family, uh, it reminded me a lot of, of some of my, yeah. Uh, it, yeah. When I, meetings. when I visit my mother's family, it, 
Right, right. Uh, she just lists start lists off people, and you're like, this person yeah. is this person, and this and like, and you're just like, at some point as a child, it mostly my brain, it, the way I dealt with it was going, uh huh, uh huh, uh-huh, <laughs> right, 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 uh-huh. right, and just like essentially zoning out. It's like, well, I'm only going to see this person at the next reunion a year from now. Yeah. I'm I'm right. good. Like, yeah. Do you do yeah. you have some sort of ball type device that we can go play with for a while? Right. Yeah. Uh, coming to a family like that is always. Uh, if you're introducing a new boyfriend or girlfriend, you got you got to be sure. Right. It's a lot of wasted energy if they're not going to be back around next year. Right. Well, so. exactly. Yeah. Well, it's even wasted energy on like the family members who live far away. Right. And, like come right, rolling right, the town right. once a year, and it's like, like I'm gonna eat. I'm gonna eat a lovely lunch with you guys. We're gonna have a good time. I'm gonna sit on this couch. It's gonna be great. And I will not remember who any of you are. Any <laughs> of you are. Right, We're going right, to do this every time. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, I. It, but it is it is fascinating because, like, you, d- it ends up being a f- kind of fun activity. Like, I do – I spent a lot of the movie, like, whenever there was a law in the action, sort of sorting through people in my head trying to, like, puzzle through. It was like an extra layer of, like, a puzzle game in the background of the right, movie. Right, right. Uh, which was fun. And I got a lock on some of them, and some of them, like, I still don't know who you are. Like, I mean, I know who you are. You obviously have a personality. I've got a... Per- your movie has done a good job of telling me very quickly who you are as a person. Right. But in relationship to these other people, I have no idea. <laughs> yeah. Uh, unhelped by just the amount, the three generations of... of- women who live in the main house even right. in the first section of the movie before the family starts showing up. <laughs> right, right. We've got we've got uh <clears throat> we've got sisters, we've got cousins, we've got Yeah, yeah well yeah, exactly. It it I, I what I do what I do admire about this movie with regards to that sort of as you mentioned a snapshot is the fact that like a wedding is a good place to introduce characters like that because you can do somebody has a reason to say, Oh, this is this person, this is this person to somebody. Right, right. But right, much right, like right. real world, and this being a snapshot, we're dropped in the middle. We have no idea who they are when we start. And when they are introduced, it blazes by so fast because there's so much going on that we much like the, you know, Herman and his family probably when we got done we'll eventually have to once we get home be like okay you have to tell me who these people were like (laughs) like, i don't know who was this person i met i have no idea uh apparently apparently there was a subplot of hermont's parents uh that was cut and i don't know i don't know if it would have just been them reacting to all of this (laughs) like i I just want to picture their own narrative art or my my dream is them doing the the charlie from uh it's it's always sunny in Philadelphia thing with the with the whiteboard and a bunch of red string just trying to like <laughs> put it all together like at night and that could be like their their room or whatever. Uh, oh no 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 no! I mean that'd be that'd be very funny until after the revelation about Tej and they come back to that. Yeah yeah. All right. Uh, well, erase him or move him to the jail. Yeah, and, we, uh, if if only, yeah. right? If only. If, well, uh, yes. Tej is just going to go back to wherever the hell Tej lives, and somewhere in the U.S. Uh, yeah, I couldn't tell. I, yeah, un- it was unclear but... where in the U.S., but definitely in the U.S. Yeah, um, and not Houston, and not <laughs> Houston. Yeah, that was that was its own extra like little wrinkle that kind of threw me for a second. Because like, okay, Tej is also from the U.S., but it's not Houston. We don't know right, where, right, but it's right. not Houston. Um, 
but yeah, no, I, I'm, it, it, you know, they're, they're, the family's reaction to that. That was one of the more interesting elements of the movie, actually, um, just because we do really encapsulate sort of familial reactions to these sort of situations yeah. quite quickly, but fairly, fairly well. Uh, I was right. kind of impressed. And I th- it, it's, it's planted throughout the movie in her yeah. reactions to Tej and her reactions to uh, what the little girl says about kissing. Right. Uh, is, is obviously, even before she reveals it, is obviously something she's heard before in how she reacts. Right. Um, and yeah, it just, it worked. It, it is something that could easily be shoehorned into a story like this and not work. Right, that's what and I mean. It does yeah. work. It, yeah, it works, and and yeah. and I'm impressed and it, that it works. And I think, as as a character, Lilith's reaction is realistic. Mm-hmm. Uh, at first, to not know what to do, to want to smooth it over. Yeah, to want by, it to not be true because it's just, so inconvenient right. to everything. Right. right, particularly at the time, but even beyond the time. Right. Right. And then uh, sort of having to come to grips with it, and we watch yeah. it sort of deal with it. And then the rest of the family's reaction too, right? Like all of a sudden, yeah, it's really it's really fascinating, right? Because there's there's this obvious sort of like very good acting with regards to like this sort of bubble forms around Tej of like nobody wants to like really like you can just feel the lack of like eye contact and stuff like that. That's all very yeah. yeah. The acting's very good is what I'm saying with that, and then. You know, eventually it comes to a head, right? Because like Lily has to deal with it, right? It it's a thing that he has, and right, and you know, still they're with Tej's mother, who is is actively trying to like erase it from existence the whole time. Well, I I thought that was his wife. Am I oh, am misinterpreting I, that? I, um, I might be I might be wrong. I'm not sure. And if Let's it see, and Tej if it being... is if it is his wife, that's Lily's sister. Is Tej's wife? It could be. Um, it could be. I, yeah. I, I, I couldn't. I for some reason I thought it was his mother, but like, just because you know who knows. I don't know why I read yeah. it that way. Oh, you can't tell because the way the names work on the Wikipedia for the actors, I don't find anybody who shares the last name with him. Uh, yeah. So I don't know who that. Per- I and now at this point I'm lost. So <laughs> I'm out to see now. So I don't know who. Somebody is one of the women in the in the party is actively trying to defend him and make it and trying to make it all go away, right? Like and be like, that right. can't be true. Like she's just yeah. crazy because she's unmarried and trying to I go just, for those had, old excuses, right? I had thought that that was it could be uh, that was uh, Tesh's wife. It, it could be. Um, I maybe it is. I don't know. I got. I have no idea. Yeah, there are some relationships I'm still unclear on. Yeah, is is Ayesha the the cousin who does the dance? Is that Tej's daughter? Is that? No, uh, I don't think so. I think I don't know who that is. I don't. I. I mean, I know she's in here. I know she's important. I. I. The problem is, is that we don't have just multi generationals, but we also have by various cousins by marriage. Right. Right. Here. Right, right. Right. And like so Ayesha is clearly on. a cousin by marriage. But to whom? I don't, I never got a, I did try at one point to resolve that because there's like one line where somebody says one thing that like is like the hint. 
and I went and rewatched it like three or four times. But there's also like four other lines going on at the same time, and so like the dialogue's all stacked up, and I'm like, I don't know what's going on. I'm confused, and I just sort of gave up. But I was like, well, she fits into the story. It's a fun subplot. I, we're fine. It all works well, out. She is a family member. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, uh, well. Good news. I have found an image online. Oh dear God! Did you uh, find like a uh, a monster of the family wedding, tree? Like... Oh God! <laughs> now I want to go family like... tree. Uh, Golly! Now someone I'm posted doing. on now their on their uh, English one twenty three. Yeah, I'm found uh, it. I found literature it in a global perspective. Boy, that's a handwritten picture, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's not that great either. Um, <laughs> goodness. This isn't helping me very much. No, no, actually, this is super unclear. I think this might be making it worse. Yeah, yeah. Um, brother-in-law. I think you gotta you got to understand that, uh, that the red line coming off of Lilith down to Tej at the bottom isn't meant to actually uh, connect Aditi or, or Moron into no, into yeah, Moron, but like, but also, I cannot say I understand. No, no, because it's no, not. I don't really. I I don't. So Ria's cousin, but like, the you know what the problem is here. This is where our problem is. the The people who are no longer alive are not included on this picture. Yes, yes, and that's that the, is problem. the problem. And it's yeah. creating these weird gaps that are hard to understand because, like, I know that Ria is his is his brother's daughter, but we don't. He, he's not on the family tree, which is confusing things, right? And then, the, so the lines the lines don't conform with traditional family tree illustration, and that's causing yeah. us some trouble here. Yeah. This is not helping. Uh, I know less <laughs> than I did before. Uh, well, I'm going to leave this wi- internet and I'm going right, to go right, back right, to the Wikipedia right. where at least I have a list of names. <laughs> um, <laughs> so that is helpful. Yes. Um, yeah. So I'm just, you know, how how Aaliyah is related, um, the 10-year-old girl, how yeah. she actually works into any of this and is related to anyone else. I really, I'm really unclear in a lot of ways. Well, uh, we do but... meet, we do see her with her mother, who yes, is course. somebody we have not really dealt with much right, in the movie right, otherwise. Right. And I think that part of what is interesting about how this works is that, like, by function of having so many disparate family members here, it saves the movie from having to actually deal with, like, you don't actually have to know who these people are. Right. You just have to know they're a family and they're all together. And they're not usually all together, but they are right now. And there's a lot of sort of interpersonal things that yes. go into accumulating a huge amount of family all in the place, same place. Um, their precise relationships aren't actually... I mean, they are in the sense that I I spent much of the time, my any background mental processes trying to figure out who how people exactly right, were right, related right, because right. it's interesting. Um, but it's actually not necessary to the story, right? right? You just have to know that they're a family, and they have the problems that a family has, right? Um, yes, and they're 
about to have more problems. Well, um, I mean, as as it goes, right? Like that's is, how families go, yes, right? Yes, because it is also, you know, it is also a story of secrets yep. of Aditi's secret relationship uh, with Vikram of uh, her mother's secret smoking is is <laughs> just another well, the, the, another the, secret, her secret in there. Air quotes, yes, secret her open smoking secret. that everybody knows about, right? Yeah, yeah, because you can't you can't really you smoke can't an entire smoke cigarette. In the house, and then, yeah. You can't smoke in a house and then cover it up with air freshener because everybody knows what's going on. Uh, even if even if you successfully destroy all remnants of cigarette smoke, the cloud of air freshener coming out of the bathroom with right, you every right. time you go in the bathroom. Right, right. And uh, even then, is, even then, you're never going to be going successful hundred percent of the time. Yeah, right. At the very least, will raise concern. <laughs> right, and you're not going to be successful hundred percent of the yeah. time eliminating all the smell anyway. Like. Cigarettes smell bad and are quite right. strong smell, so And obviously Tej is is our biggest secret. Right. Um, I mean he's and but also he's the one that one's an interesting one because it's a fascinating use of sort of you know, the sort of like we we as the audience are well aware. I mean like they make it very clear right from near, the moment we meet Tej. We start to learn that there's a is, yeah. is the term you're. I was like, I was trying like I couldn't remember the word dramatic, and I was like, there's a there word go. I know irony. Yes. It's something about plays and stories. I was <laughs> there like, you go. You story irony? That's not it. Dramatic play but anyway, irony. I interrupt. I interrupt. I apologize. But yes. uh, yeah, but like in the end, the use of dramatic irony is is quite quite good there. Like, but in an interesting way because we don't come out and say it, but we as an audience can read the signs. Right, very, very easily. Right. Like, w- like Rhea doesn't tell us as the audience that that's true, um, and like nowhere in the play, nowhere in the story do they actually say tell us that. But we, we, we can well, figure it out very, very easily. Well, not till the I end. suppose. I suppose yes. So even, even, even when Rhea accuses him, uh, it is still in. That's sort true. Of broad but I mean, like, yeah, of the accusation, well, yeah, we, but... we, we, we as a. <laughs> As an, what I mean is that, like, they reveal not, it to us so not early. Not all in the broad story. strokes, mind you. She does make some pretty specific allegations. Yeah, too, she does. But, yes, but um, what I mean is though is that we, as the audience, get to spend the entire story dealing with that, which is which really does heighten the story quite a bit, right? Like you, right? There's it, it even in the moments because it 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 serves as a really interesting sort of regulation mechanism on the story as a whole. Because anytime things are rising too, too quickly, too positively, or something like that, you you can there, you've got that, and then some of the other secrets that that sort of kind of right. re reground things back down to, uh, sort of like remind you that you know, it's not all like, you know, right, whatever not people say, like not all right, like. Ice puppy cream dogs and, and ice cream. Pipe, puppy dogs, whatever, right? Uh, I don't. I don't know what people say anymore. I don't. I don't uh, talk I don't. to people. Um. So. You should. You should try to talk to. Nah, people. It's, it's fine. All right. Well, I'll Twitter. talk to people, just, and you can talk to me, and that'll be. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, secondhand. I I get all my communication yeah. through you secondhand. There we go. There we go. Uh. Yeah. Uh. It's a beautiful movie. Uh. Yeah. Just. You know, it's fun. I really loved uh, the credits too. They're a little Saul Bassy. Uh, they're very fun. Just yeah, I, I do too. I, 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 it, both intro, like beginning, opening, and uh, closing, yeah. adds a certain sort of uh, a, a lightness to what is actually a fairly heavy story in a lot of ways, right? Like it, it. Oh really, yeah. Uh, it keeps it. It 
it puts you as an audience member in mind that like this is still a happy thing that's happening and like yeah. we're supposed to enjoy it. Well, it's it's very Shakespearean in that too, right? right? right. It's it's uh, well, everybody's not know, dead, so. Well, it's a Shakespeare. That's what makes it a Shakespearean. Yeah, I know. Comedy. That's what I mean. A Shakespearean, like, yeah. a Shakespearean comedy ends in yeah. marriage. Yeah, exactly. That's, why, that's where I was going. It's like, yeah. well, not every, everybody's not dead, so yeah. it must be a comedy. Um, right. But yeah, no, I, I, uh, and I like that about it. It's really, yeah, it's fun. When well, we even got double weddings, so I mean, like, right, it's even, right. It's, it's very. It's a. Uh, uh, oh, there's at least one. As you like it, maybe is the one that ends in double weddings. I can't remember now. Uh, but there's at least one Shakespeare play that ends, <laughs> that ends in double, double weddings. Wedding. I just can't remember which. But yeah, uh, obviously it's not. Uh, <laughs> it's not Romeo and Juliet. Uh, <laughs> it's yeah. Well, a double a double marriage uh, to the grave. Yeah, in Rome. It's a. It's, it's <laughs> anyway. Married. No one in the afterlife. No one. No one dies in this one. Um, I mean that we know of. Yeah, I. I well. I mean. No, Tej will, Tej will go back to the U.S. and Tej is going to be fine. Nothing like Tej is not. Tej yeah. is, is going to land on his no feet. No repercussions for what he did. Yeah, yeah. Other yeah. than being isolated from this family because right. they won't, you know, they obviously won't want him around. But like that's, he won't be invited to the next wedding. Right. Uh, yeah. Uh, and, Which, and in fact, in fact, Tej is just going to be richer out of this. Uh, yeah, really. Now I mean, he won't Tej, be sending well, money to richer to the rest in of the financial family. ways. Yes. Poor yes. And, and right and others. Oh, sir. Listen, but Tej did I'm this not... to himself, obviously. Yes. So let's be very clear here. Um, Tej deserves to go to jail, but right, right. Or, but or Tej is not deserves some. Tej sort is of not going to actually face re- repercussions. Yeah, Te- Tej will. Tej other than ostracization, which is, I mean, it's own punishment. Uh, but right. uh, yeah, certainly... I mean, it's it's unfortunate because like he, I. I do not need Tej to be redeemed. No, no, uh, I do not. Within, no, 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 no. Particularly within the story. Redemption story. Uh, no, not at all. Uh, I don't even really need Tej to apologize. I don't actually this. just don't need Tej, Tej in the rest of the movie, Tej, which is what happens. Tej, right? He's just yeah, Tej disappearing is they have, great. Uh, they have uh, removed Tej from their life, and Tej is gone, yeah. and we will, ne- and they, and he, we will never see Tej again. Yes, Tej has been removed from his position. Where he can abuse the power in the way he has abused it. Right. Uh, it is uh, an unfortunate dangling thread that he might be able to abuse it in other ways with other people. Right. Uh, but that is US. that is a but, different story, and we, we yes. this family has dealt with the with the serious yes. abuser in their midst. Yes. And oh, yeah. you're right. It is Tej's wife. It says so in the synopsis. Tej's wife. It okay. Says that Rhea's, but now yeah. now I'm more confused, not less. <laughs> because I don't know I, which actress on this list is Tej's wife. Well, I it's don't okay. know. It's okay. It's not important. But, yeah. Uh, credits are their own thing, and what her name is, I really have no idea. But uh, in any case, it is Tej's wife who is Lalit's sister. Right. Uh, yeah. Who? Yes. Right. And, yes. And somewhere along there is, therefore... Rhea's blood aunt, I believe. But yeah. that just, yeah. Uh, where that goes, who knows? Uh, <laughs> again, I'm not. I think that that family tree we found maybe wasn't even exactly accurate, but but uh, mostly it was just poorly made enough that I, I couldn't read it. 
Well, so. it's a, the missing people is the problem. The missing people is the problem. Yes, I, I can't. Yes, I need. I, think I, need that's true. I need people who are no longer, yeah, part of this family to still be on the family tree. Uh, yeah, it looked like it was written on a single three by five card, which was a bit of a problem too. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, it got wider when it should have just <laughs> been vertical. Um, right, but not that it wouldn't be wide because with everyone, it should be pretty wide too. But. Yeah, uh, it should it just be. Just, yeah, it, it, you know, we we we've got a we yeah. got to hold on. We have a fairly good grasp on people's role in the family and where they fit in, right? Uh, which is what we need, right? And uh, yeah, right. I don't know. Certainly, I I anticipate as we go through her other work that we will see antecedents to this movie. Yeah, in the documentary stuff, in her other shorter stories about. Uh, about Indian families. Yeah, um, I suspect that as well. I mean, I my thought process on that is that f- for whatever reason as movies and stories go, short, you know, shorter movies tend to be a place where directors feel more free to play around with like right. harder ideas and like more like, you know, smaller smaller budgets and smaller sort yeah, of time well, frames tend to lead to what I mean is this movie feels very fairly mainstream. Like it feels like Well, that's that's actually a very interesting thing because this did have a fairly small budget right. of only one point two million. Uh and uh at least according to the last line of the credits, uh this was uh, what did it say? Uh shot shot over thirty days in forty locations, uh exact and approximate. Uh right, quoting well, Dobby from earlier. Right. <laughs> Uh, you know, so it's, you know, it's her utilizing her connections, her friends' right. houses, <laughs> which I'm sure is what we'll see her doing in other, right. Yeah. The other films. Yeah. I mean, but, but you know, my thought, about it, but in the end, this feels, this feels very, not, not like too commercial, but it feels fairly mainstream in the sense that like, if you saw this on TV, it would not seem untoward. Yeah. You know what I mean? Do you, I don't know about in India, but, you know, I would not be surprised. This was worldwide popular when it came out. I mean, I believe it. It's, uh, it's yeah. It feels like it would be, right? Very popular in the U.S. and and uh, nominated for both the, for foreign language film with both the Oscars and the Golden Globes. I think it won the Golden Globe. Uh, I could be misremembering what it might have won. Um, it did not win the Golden Globe, in fact. I apologize. But in any case, it did win Golden Lion at Venice uh, Film Festival. Do you remember any ads for this when it came out? I mean, no. we were only sixteen. No, but... and I and unfortunately, we were sixteen and also living in like Mansfield, Mansfield Ohio. Yeah. yeah, we. I don't. I don't remember ads for any foreign language film in my entire. I guess childhood. that's fair. That's probably fair. I'm well, certain no, not, there were. I'm sure they existed. Quite, well, okay, not that's not true. true. I remember I, late night ads for Akira. They were trying to sell me a, v, a bootleg VHS <laughs> of Akira yes. uh, when I was about eight um, years old. Okay, okay, there's that. But I was going to say the. Uh, I think there were probably a couple of Roberto Benini films I can remember. Uh, Life is Beautiful is the one I'm I'm particularly thinking of, um, which was even earlier than this. That was '97. Um, but I I seem to recall seeing ads for that. Uh, so I think occasionally there would be a popular enough 
foreign film that that there would be an ad push in the U.S. Maybe but, I, I I I cannot. But I definitely don't remember any. one with this, and certainly not every movie that gets nominated for an Oscar for non English language film gets such an ad push in Mansfield, right, Ohio. Right. But yeah, but I think you know, like you watch regular network TV at night and you weren't always getting local commercials. So, you know, that's true. Be- I mean, I just, I, I can't, I hardly recall. Yeah. Any, and like this one seems like it would be one that would be easy to do just because like, I feel like people wouldn't like, this is obviously just a really fairly easy movie to watch in the sense that it is not, it's just fun. It's good. It's enjoyable. Uh, but yeah, I don't remember ever seeing it or hearing about it. And I mean, I vaguely the name was very familiar when we rolled into it. Like mm-hmm. I'd heard the name before, but that could have been anywhere. Right, 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 right. Like anywhere. Like you know, what it feels more like to me is it feels like okay. Here's where I'm mentally at right now. This feels like something that would be that some character on a sitcom in the early 2000s would reference like as a thing that they might go see at a movie theater or something like that. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Maybe. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like you're, you, I, I don't know which one it would be or something like that, but it's the sort of thing where they would like, you know how they would just use like these kinds of cultural reference points to like indicate things about certain characters and stuff like that. feels like that is something that would happen, but. Because I definitely have heard uh, the name before, but that's about it. How about uh, Amelie came out the the same year? I mean, only my my only interaction with Amelie is seeing the VHS box at Blockbuster. Right. So it was something that actually existed within. Uh... Right, and I, and other foreign language films do fit into that category. I know I right. recognize multiple films that we've encountered. As movies, I saw the box of at Blockbuster because <laughs> right, there was right, a foreign right. language department like section of Blockbuster. Was, it wasn't yeah. it wasn't very large, uh, but I remember the VHS box covers for various foreign language films. Um, I, we didn't rent any of them. I don't know. I mean, like that just never happened. I do feel like we did rent Life is Beautiful for some reason. I cannot imagine why my family would have watched I, that. I have never – I don't recall doing that ever. Uh, but then again, my family didn't go to – we did not rent a lot of movies. Um, we, Blockbuster we was a, a special we, thing yeah. to do. When I was a kid, like Blockbuster was a special kind of event. It would be a Friday or Saturday night, and then like it usually required quite a bit of convincing. My parents were – of the belief that the system was too expensive, that like it was not a financially good design. Uh, Blockbuster cost too much money to go rent a movie. I I rented a hell of a lot of movies from the library. Yeah, like crazy. But Blockbuster never was one that we went to a, I, enough that I knew it. I knew where things were, and but never like we didn't spend all we did not spend an inordinate amount of time at that Blockbuster. Over there, uh, by the Kroger's. <laughs> right, right, right. That's where it was. It's yeah. true. Ah, probably where it still is haunting. 
Yeah, I mean, I assume there are the 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 the, the souls of dead movies just wandering that. I don't remember <laughs> what it became after that. I don't. It wasn't but. that. Wasn't the building that became the Gateway Store? Was it? I don't no, think so. I don't no, think so. no, no. That no. Way, the time doesn't work on that. The timeline doesn't work on that. You're right. You're right. Um, I, it maybe, I don't know, because they kept chopping up the insides of those buildings too. Because there was that fitness center that then became that like weird department store for a while. I, they, yeah, they chopped up the insides of that little shopping center quite a bit. Um, <laughs> now, anyway. now I don't know anybody who lives there, so I haven't been back to Lexington in forever. So that's fair. You've got no reason to go back. No uh, nostalgia. Drive around, look at stuff. <laughs> Go, huh, and then drive away. Oh, so that's what that is now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I I really do feel like, I mean, I for whatever reason, I feel like this movie is the kind of movie that could have been like TBS. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it. there's a certain sort of category of, the, of like, sort of feel good, kind of feel good foreign language film that, like, every so often you would encounter on, like, TBS or something like that, um, and 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 it, this feels like one of those because it just it's it goes down pretty smooth. Uh, like I said, I did cry a few times, but yeah. I'm very I I as I have gotten older, I've become more and more prone to that anyway. Yeah, so that's not terribly surprising. But um, but I have to say, like Criterion movies don't usually hit me that way. Um, at least not recently. We haven't had a lot that were like fundamentally sentimental. Yeah. Uh, recently, I and, and I'm very prone to sentimentality, but like we just haven't had any. Um, so this oh. this was kind of a, a nice a nice change of pace. I really enjoyed, like really like oh man, this movie is just gonna go for broke, making like tugging on my heartstrings. Right, right, right. We've got some more Ozu coming up. So yeah, well I'm that's sure the thing. We'll we haven't had a lot of that kind of stuff in a long time, right? right? Like we've been we've been in a really sort of a very specific sort of art film space recently, I feel like. Challenging yeah. films, good films. We've had some really good ones, but we haven't had any that were like meant to elicit this kind of emotion. Uh, I think that's audience. fair. And, and yeah. I, I, it was a nice change of pace. I really enjoyed it. Um, I, I could, I, it got added to my, to my list of movies to buy someday uh, because I, I really enjoyed it quite a bit. I don't know. I'll be curious to see how I feel about it in if it's going to be one that sticks in my head or not because there's certain movies that we we have watched. I think that I literally think about almost every day. Yeah. <laughs> like I'll just be like standing somewhere and I'm like, "Huh." And then I I think it will, but I'm not sure. Yeah. I think probably the last movie that would have had that same effect, that same sort of sentimentality would have been Dudeska then. And yeah, it's was, probably the last time I cried when we watched the movie too. Yeah, so <laughs> that was <laughs> that, that was that. four that was four sixty five, and this is uh, four eighty nine. So over six months ago. Yeah, I um, mean, yeah. There's just a, there's, I think I think there were parts of the Curious Case of Benjamin Button that really wanted to be that. Oh yeah, they did definitely not, did. Did but not I succeed. Found the Curious Case of Benjamin that. Button to just be yeah. un, so unpalatable, right? As a movie. Right. <laughs> That's the other problem. Is the movie also has to be decent. Yeah. It has to be amazing, but it has to be decent to actually elicit those emotions, right? It's so easy to it. It doesn't. I don't watch a lot of some of films that would be fit into sort of lifetime movie sort of category. But I get. Oh the, well, you know what? 
the human condition, obviously. I think it was just yeah, very the human long condition, and sort though, of... I have to say, I, de- I probably did at one point or another in the yeah. human condition. But the human condition has this sort of effect of, like, kind of overwhelming you. Yeah. It, 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 it is, and it's on purpose, obviously. Obviously. But, like, the movie wants you to feel that sort of exasperation where, oh, you don't have any tears left to cry here. Like, you're... You've spent. You're just right. so emotionally exhausted. Right. That's a different experience for sure. That's that's fair. That's fair. Very true. Very very true. Uh yeah. Yeah. This it really has been a weird stretch of uh, of film that we're. Sort yeah, of I mean, like I'm just like now. looking at things like last year at Marion Bad is an interesting, really exciting, and like really wild movie in a lot of ways. Not gonna make me yeah. cry. Right, 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 right. Yeah, that I mean, obviously, that is not to say that we have not had an emotional connection to any movie right. we have watched since to Descadent or anything like that. But uh, but they've definitely just been been different sorts of movies. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, you know, with a with a selection as wide as the Criterion Collection is, we're always going to have that. And now that we are getting to the point in, uh. Entries in the Criterion Collection where we're going to hopefully start seeing more stuff like yes. Mirrorneers. Well, we're, we've Monsoon crossed that Wedding. threshold. We we talked about this yeah. way back when we first started this project. Not that long into it, probably about from like around yeah. hundred. We started sort of talking about, it and I I don't remember exactly how it came about, but the idea that they sort of Criterion had changed its sort of like modus operandi to like. Try to be more inclusive, include more right. a wider range of and I think, film, um, and we're I think there. We're now. just we're just starting to get. There. No, yeah, yeah, I think we are still. I think about six hundred is where that gets yeah, real. Right, there's still some room to go, uh, definitely, but uh, but we're it, we can see the light. <laughs> yeah, I mean something like what I mean, like, and that makes me really, really happy because. It opens up such a really exciting possibility space for what we get to see. Like this yeah. was just a really, I movies like this make me understand. Like one of the draws of this that we've talked about before this project is the fact that like I would never end up seeing Monsoon Wedding on my own. Oh, absolutely, zero percent chance. I didn't see it in two thousand one when it came out. I don't remember it zero chance and like i haven't when i comb lists of like every so often i'll comb lists of like top 100 movies you have to watch or something and like i've never seen monsoon wedding on any of them but it's quite a bit better than many of the movies on that list that i have seen right 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 and like this introduced me to it and i want the criterion collection to do that for me very specifically for me because we're the only human beings on earth doing this weird project, I think. Maybe. <laughs> um, well, doing it w- quite the way we're doing it. Certainly. Right, yeah, this very specific version of our project. Yeah. I, I want to be clear, this, the way we're doing yeah. it. I want it to do that for me. I, I like it when it does that for me, when it introduces yeah. me to something new that I would have never it, encountered. When it introduces me to something new, when it surprises me. Uh, yeah, particularly, you know, because... Even as we have spent the last couple of months uh, with interesting work, certainly. 
I mean, I've, some of them were really interesting. Yeah. Uh, the last couple weeks, less interesting to me particularly. Yeah, yeah there's been a couple. I, we've had some rough moments recently. I mean, we had a very nice talk with a very what I feel is definitely a valid interpretation of Howard Zinn last week. Yeah. But well, the week before, that Hamilton woman. Yeah. That's no, a movie I mean, that yeah, I probably won't ever think about again. Um, right. Absolutely. <laughs> the last days of disco, I will make jokes about. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Repulsion, the Polanski movie we watched I mean, last well, month. Yeah, we all know no. how we feel about Polanski, right? Like, And then, like, um, yeah, the Shohei Mamura stuff, we, yeah. I mean, we had interesting conversations even, about it, but we, we had our problems with it. Yeah. But There's even... Sean Delman is is something close to this, yeah. I in mean, I, being refreshing yeah. and surprising, and probably wouldn't have watched it if we weren't doing this. Project. No, certainly not. No, yeah, uh, absolutely. But yeah, and and is you know, <laughs> but then so that's the sort of thing I appreciate a very different this movie to this for. too, right? Yeah, but that that is also that fits into that category of like I appreciate this project for making me watch things like that too. Like I right. Would never have thought. I mean, like, I am. I am less appreciative of us watching another Goddard movie, like we did. Yeah, that's true. I mean, but that's also just a that's a certain sort of like the movies. This the the Criterion Collection certainly has a specific bent throughout, and like really, they will get any Goddard movie in there. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I don't know. Um, Yeah, so I mean, with regards to this movie, I I really. I, I thought it did a lot of um I really you mentioned the sort of like sort of documentarian type scenes from Delhi. I really I really did like that part of it. I thought that was really interesting that um she kept doing that. Um uh, and they almost seem contrasting by nature. Like yeah. not quite, but like Well, that's a that's actually an interesting way for this conversation to go. I think I think that our director is mindful of the sort of contradictions of Delhi society. In the right, time. right. Uh, not just with those sort of documentary bits being at odds with maybe what we had just cut from, but even particularities within scenes, like when they're at the uh, when they're golfing and they're talking about business deals and uh, being hard up for money. Uh, as women with water jars on their heads walk by in the background. Right, like, right, yeah. So, you know, it gets a little more overt at times, too. Right, and <laughs> and that's what, kind of what I, I don't know anything about what these the, the other films we're going to watch are, but, uh, like, I have to say that, that at least within the context of what we see here, I get the impression that, like, uh, that Nair is as a director is interested in those. Oh yeah. yeah the yeah. fundamental. And, and I'm curious because again, sort of short films have that sort of a little bit more freedom to engage with that kind of stuff sometimes. Right. I'm really curious to see if we start talking more about th- this movie very lightly touches on class, but just generally doesn't dig too deep into it. Uh, but it is something that is very interesting uh, as a sort of background, sort of a part of the background sort of not noise but background sort of like rhythm of the movie is constantly sort of reminding you that we're watching a very middle class family right now yeah that you're you're watching a very a people of a very specific class who have a very specific amount of wealth and power within society and that 
is not necessarily reflective of the way that everybody lives their right. lives. Right. And certainly, you know, we see people of a lower class and mm-hmm. we see, uh, <laughs> I suppose, the only person within this movie with more power than our main character's family uh, is the evil uncle who puts evil on, uncle, the puts people on a mask. That, the people uh, that, uh, like, the um, his, I don't know, I guess they're friends. Uh, Lalit goes and talks yeah, to the people, people fl- plays right, golf the, with i they're the business friends i guess yeah. or something who float yeah. him money they are um but also the way lady describes it to them and we don't know how legitimate or not legitimate it is it's like well next month i'll have all the money i need to repay this because like whatever's being shipped out to like macy's or something i forget exactly where yes, he said yes he talks about so the it's like deal with macy's, we also I can't remember what it was. understand that Lalite, even though things are precarious at times is also still very much of right. a class where like money problems are solvable by shipping a huge shipment of something off to Macy's. Right. right That's not right. the way most people get to live their lives. Right. It does. It does seem like the family's money problems are, are something they will recover from, even if right. they have been recovering for at least a generation. Right. It is something that will not ruin them necessarily moving forward. And, you know, there's no point where he begs Tej for money, right? In this, right, right. You know, and that that never even comes up as a possibility, right? Right. And and we also have to understand that, like, what Tej does with regards to, like, the only thing that we say see Tej do that is quote-unquote generous is really about power. Right. And exerting right. his power over them and specifically over Rhea and her future and her life he's he's he is still the bastard that he is yeah but even in that stuff but Tej's Tej's shows of power are uh are subtle enough that they're right. meant no, no, to be no, viewed, yeah for sure they're meant for to sure. be viewed I don't mean that we as an audience are to view it as this I mean that Tej as a person who could exist in real life his actions are meant to be viewed as generous, right? To absolutely. buy him to, the goodwill to not be looked at for the other right. things he's doing, and, and and like little things that people notice be dismissed instead of like right. people delving into. It. Yeah, totally. That's what I'm saying though is that they're like Tej is very much an abuser, and part of his right. power structure is this air quote generosity that right. he demonstrates to the people of the family, and it's also that air quotes generosity is also what beyond just being part of this like power dynamic also is just he it it's a power dynamic not just over the people he's directly abusing but over the family as a whole right like they they feel obligation to him they feel like they can't you know what i mean like again as you said like not looking too deeply into like things that otherwise they might find untoward or strange like just dismiss it ignore it um well, Tej is a bastard. Like, like Tej is terrible. Um, yes. But, yeah, he's the only person. So we can't even, like, think of him in the same regards that we think of as, like, of as Lilith's friends that he borrows money from, right? Because right. that's a pure sort of, like, you know, loan, right? It doesn't – it's not the same sort of thing, right? Um, so they're clearly not – I mean, things are maybe bad, but they're not, they're not terrible uh, for this family. And it's important to understand that, like, I don't know what Lilith's doing, but he very clearly, he ships things off and gets the profit from shipping those things off. 
right. You know what I mean? Like Tez or uh, Lalit is not. He doesn't work for a company that ships things off to Macy's. Lalit ships things off to Macy's. Yes, that does. He he that. directly redeems the profits from that personally. Yes. When he ships things off to Macy's, he gets twelve enough to cover a twelve thousand dollar loan. Yes. I mean, Lalit is definitely fits into the capitalist. Like he is, he is, right. he, you know, he is not. Uh, he's not somewhere down on the rung. He is somewhere at the top, despite the fact that they come out roughly middle class. Right, and you know, again, you know, nothing. We get that scene of him asking for the loan, but beyond that, there's no real conversation, even between just him and his wife, no. about. He, about he, their lack of money being a problem moving forward. No, he complains about her shopping a little bit, but yeah. like yeah. even that doesn't it never has the force or effect of being like no you can't do this we can't afford it. It never Right. So it really comes down to this sort of like we're supposed to feel a little bit of financial anxiety but not a lot as right. we watch the movie clearly. And and really it is it is the financial anxiety of a Middle class father right. of the bride. Yeah. Right? It is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably one of the most mundane elements of right. we the do movie get, in that way. We get some background of the reason Tej is so involved with the family is that they were, uh, the family was on the wrong side of the financial arrangements of the partitioning of, right. of, uh, of India. Um, so. Well, combined with, I guess, um, Rhea's father passed away or died, uh, you know, died somewhere around right, right, that right, same right. time. It seems there was a sort of um, a sort of coalesc- a coalescing of of events that happened that between the partitioning and then that that like really seemed to put them in bad situation at the time. But clearly, and and they do describe like in the synopsis and everything, they in the the family describes Tej as having sort of helped pull them out of that right um, but we don't well, get a lot I of d- details about how that goes but certainly it, Rhea's dad did not die during the partitioning or she's not old enough for that to be no true, but, no no but like but, they say it seems like yes. it seems like he was fixing the problem until he died yes or something yes. that's the kind of impression you get is that like he was he was in charge of recovering the family until right right he died in any and, case, then, and then sort of yeah in any case this this is a, fo- a solidly middle class family who yes. uh whose relationships with people of lower class to them are not great um, no i will say that it is it is an interesting choice within the movie to have it be uh the wedding planners uh underlings that accuse Alice of being a thief as opposed to anyone in the family. And yeah. that, that that supposed thievery does not even seem to get reported to the family in any manner. It is her embarrassment that sends her into uh, her depressive cycle, I right. suppose, of, of avoiding uh, seeing him again. But there's nothing within that that indicates she's skipping work right we don't have a long enough time frame for her to skip work yeah i mean yeah yeah, yeah, no certainly not yeah but but also you know she's not uh 
She's not being, the Vermas are not, have not fired her, have not accused her of anything. She right. has been seen by uh, PK's co-workers and is solely reacting to that. And, you know, in the end, they realize that they were jerks. And, right. uh, and they are integral to PK's wedding, PK and Alice's yeah, I mean, wedding. They, yeah, like, they, they, it is an interesting dynamic. I, I feel like in a different movie, the family would have seen her, do, someone in the family would have seen her do that. Oh, and, yeah, yeah, sure. They were, it would have turned into a whole like cycle of accusation and things like that. Right. Um, there is already enough going on in this movie that I like the way that was handled. Right. Yeah. Without involving the family. Right. Yeah. Um, I, I agree. I, and, and like, but, but it ahead. does, it raises an interesting thing, a piece of the class dynamics here that it is other lower class people, other working class people accusing her of theft without involving even the upper class. It is just the nature of capitalism putting these two members of the same class at odds to one another. Right. Like, yeah, that's true. Well, and, and, and they're, yeah, they're, they're accusing. I don't, it's in almost that, in ahead. that regard, that little bit is a seed that would grow into something like parasite. Right. Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, and that's what I'm, I'm curious about going forward is like that kind of, that kind of stuff, because again, the, the, it's always this movie has a very light hand when it comes to sort of class politics in general. So yeah, and I I think it's because they're telling stories about the families they come out with, come out of, and I say they meaning our our director right. Mira Niren as well as our our right. writer uh, Dewan. Um, yeah, so so I don't know. I. From what I know about Mira Nair's politics, uh, and obviously we haven't watched any of the other movies, but just looking over her Wikipedia, for instance, she seems to be pretty far left, uh, or far enough left, that we would appreciate her politics if they were a little more uh, upfront. Uh, right, but, well, that, yeah, yeah. And I, I don't know that that's where this is all going to go. Who knows? But like, yeah. I just, you know, this one just touches on it just enough that you have to be like, do you have any? Do you have anything a little bit stronger? Do you got anything <laughs> right, in right, the back right, that's right. a little bit? Because yeah. like it feels like it feels like she want. It almost feels like she wants to do more, but it doesn't really fit into the story she's telling. So I don't know. We'll see. But either way, I did. I did like the bits of it that were in here. Um. I it yeah it it's just you know I that's a, that's sort of a thing that we oftentimes engage with in a film, and this one does that thing where it gives us just enough that like I can't dis dissect the entire movie based on it or anything like that. Like I would maybe want to do. Um, but it, yeah, I don't know. It's I, yeah. I, the parts that are in here are nice. I, again, the, the sort of the contrasting with the, the, the rest of society around them is, is very fascinating throughout it. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I certainly look forward to seeing other looks at that society and, and, you know, whatever society she chooses to, to look at through her films. Um, the others, this is one reason we are breaking this down moving forward is that the actual title of this criterion release is monsoon wedding and seven short films directed by Mirren Uh, it is all one release, um, 
two DVDs, one Blu-ray, because Blu-rays can fit all that. Um, but there are seven other short films, and those shorts are between, I believe, about 20 minutes and about an hour in length. Right. Uh, so next week we'll be focusing on the documentaries, uh, of which there are three, So Far From India from 1983, India Cabaret from 1985, and The Laughing Club of India from 2001. Uh, then two weeks from now, we'll be looking at the fiction films listed on that. The Day the Mercedes Became a Hat from 1993. Uh, 11901, September 11th, uh, her segment called India from that anthology film that came out in 2002. Migration from 2007. And How Can It Be from 2008. So the documentary stuff all predates this, right? Oh, right. And uh, and one of the one of the narrative films will predate this. Uh, but yeah, uh, it'll be really fascinating to see more of her work. I hope that this does not necessarily mean that Criterion has put everything they'd ever release. Yeah, by that's the, that's Baron the flip side of it, right? Yeah. On one disc, we've we've encountered uh, them doing that before. We right. may be encountering them doing that again. Yeah. They're like, well, we got all of her work into this one thing, so we're done. Good job, team. Yeah. Uh, currently, this is the only Mirror release in the Criterion Collection. Um, but, you know, maybe that means for a bonus we can explore some of her other work. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's... Mirror it, out by the end of these three episodes. Well, that we'll, we, we shall see, right? Because, like, we're going we're gonna to learn more, a lot. We are in a position to learn quite a bit more about her as a director very 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 soon um but that you know the criterion collection does have that habit and sometimes it's justified sometimes it's like well this is all the stuff that right 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 right. anybody couldn't just watch on netflix or something like that but you know we we shall see it it is um it's still going to be fun i i'm looking forward to the next couple couple episodes and, and seeing sort of like I'm especially interested in the documentaries. We just get to watch so few documentaries. Yeah. And I'm almost never disappointed when we get to watch a documentary. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's like they, they're they rare on the Criterion well, Collection. With the, and with I the exception of them. the very first Criterion documentary, they have all gone uphill from Nanook of the North. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, I, I feel like in one one and one and only instance, I admire a thing that the Criterion Collection did and, and sort of like put that one so so like oh well we've got that one out of the way now that this is done <laughs> yes. we don't have to again sometimes it feels like they're doing it for us even though like they, they, they premonitioned that we were going to do this somebody somebody was going to do this and it's like well we'll get this specific one that is so famous but also so broken in so many ways get it out of the way and then you can kind of engage with other documentaries as they relate to that one and all the problems of that one going forward and stuff like that. You know, it's just interesting. Yeah. It's I, I like it. I like watching documentaries for this and we don't do it and get to do it very often. So it makes me happy. Yeah. Indeed. Uh, well with that, I think we'll probably pull this one to a close. As I said, next week we'll be back with more mirror near from uh, her documentaries that are also included on this disc and following up the week after with some other short fiction pieces from her. Uh, yeah. Looking forward to that. Certainly. Yep. 
really, really enjoyed this and really wish that uh, Criterion would show us more. Well, thank you so much for listening to Lost in Criterion. I am, as always, Liam Glass. With me, as always, John Patrick Overtard Dorgan. And we'll see you next time. You can find me on Twitter at the Adam Glass. My partner is John Patrick Hortari Dorgan, and you can find him at J Patrick. Check out more of the show at lostincriterion.com, or hey, give us a review on iTunes. It's nice. If you really like what you hear, consider supporting us at patreon.com/lostincriterion. Hey, our theme music is by Jonathan Tape. Check him out at jonathantape.com. And thanks for listening. We appreciate it.